Hey there, it's Coach C, Christine Nielsen with Contrast Coaching, and today we have a really extraordinary podcast for you. Uh, We are here today with Mr. Robin Booth, all the way from South Africa, and Robin is an expert coach in helping teams understand the importance of different personality profiles and how they fit together and how they work together to create extraordinary business results and relationships. And I've been working with Robin for a little while now. And one of the things that we use at Contrast when you join Contrast Coaching is we figure out what are the dynamics in the relationships of our team so that I know as as an owner of a business Who do I need in the team and how to complement the skill set on the team so that we can have a brilliant and extraordinary team all producing results that they want to be producing? If you have too many of the same personality type on a team, it doesn't always go well. If you're often missing a person, a personality or a particular profile, what will end up happening is there's a, a lack of balance in the team. So if you have a bunch of people who are all you know, really great at vision and ideas, and you don't have anybody on your team that's really great at implementing those ideas, chances are your, your business isn't going to get off the ground to the degree that it's, po- it's capable of getting off the ground. So Robin is all, and I are working together this week, and um, we're working here, and he's all the way from South Africa. and. One of the best parts about working with Robin is the wealth of knowledge and information that he brings in helping bring teams together, but not only that, but helping you understand as a leader what are your personal drivers. So I have learned incredible amounts of insight and knowledge from Robin, and he's going to share with us today how he goes about doing that and what some of the critical components, not only for knowing yourself better, but also for knowing how to put a powerful team together. So Robin, I would love to hear from you a little bit about, you know, your coaching and your work, and then I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about personality profiles and... Great, Christine, thanks, and thanks for inviting me to be part of this, right? Um, You know, I really wish I could say to you that as an individual alone, you could actually make whatever you want or create whatever you want in your life at the moment, whether it's business, relationships, but that's no longer the case. You can no longer just make it on your own to create the wealth that you want or to be successful in business. We're in the age where relationships are absolutely key. And unfortunately, it's not just one relationship with someone. We need to be able to uh, create diverse diverse teams, to function well in diverse teams, to be able to problem solve in diverse teams. All of this together is actually what is going to shift from where we were in the past to where we're moving to in the future. It is the era of the future is really being able to function in teams, which at a fundamental level means we have to know ourselves first, right? Which is what, what coaching is so useful in, those kind of insights, the transformation that we bring about. And we're going to be shifting into how do we create those transformations within teams as well so that teams can actually function optimally, optimally, efficiently, and just generate that wealth and success that we're actually wanting. Now, at a fundamental level, I mean, part of my whole life has been how do we create synergetic teams? And actually, that has been so core to me, I kind of believed many, many years back when I became a preschool teacher. Yes, that's a, yeah. a male and preschool teacher. I was the first male preschool teacher in South Africa. The fundamental drive for me to do that was because at that age, who I was as a leader, as a teacher, as a colleague, as a friend, would impact the, the children the most in such that we could really Im- impose on them a kind of sense of who they are, who they want to be, and at a, at a core level, impact the rest of their lives. 
And part of that, obviously, is how do we function with our colleagues in our classes? Can we learn together? What happens when there's conflict? Do we avoid it? Do we engage it? And how do we bring that to the fore so that this doesn't become a pattern which later on in life really, they, you know, they have to go and therapize out? So for me, the, the, this element of coaching, working together with teams really built into that. And my school's name was Synergy Schooling because that was the vision. How do we consciously create synergetic relationships? Relationships and teams where we're not just hoping that we're going to fit together, not just hoping that we might strike it lucky and be successful. I mean, most relationships don't function, whether it's in marriage or whether it's in business. They're a real challenge. It's actually one of the fundamentals that we need in life is how to manage ourselves and then how to manage ourselves in relation to other people, whatever that means for us, right? So yes, I, you struck on something really important, Rob, because um, last week we had the chance to work not only on my with contrast and with the business and with clients, but we had the opportunity the family was here. Yes. So my husband and all three of my children were here, and they've all done your profiling test. And it's really now opened up dialogue in our family, not only just between my husband and I, and to see how well we fit together and what you know, what some of the strengths and, and things in our relationship are, but also with the kids and how we raise them and how we relate to them in different ways. So I, I found that really fascinating, but mostly from a personal perspective, I actually got to see how my profile impacts me as a parent. So not only does my, my personality profile and those characteristics, it, it impacts me as a parent, but it also impacts me as a business leader and a business owner. And I've also identified a lot of the gaps so we've identified me and my personality as a star profile. Can you say a little bit more about that and how a star profile really works and what that looks like? Because there's different things that work about me and I'm willing to put myself, throw myself on the fire here and kind of let you kind of let the world know what that means. Sure, I mean, that's a great starting point and perhaps actually we should just take a step back before we go into what a star profile yeah. is and just actually preface that, that we're not really trying to box someone or categorize someone, peg them in a hole. What we're really looking for is what are the kind of natural tendencies or behaviors that someone has which seems to therefore influence their decision making, their ability to differentiate or discern what's going on around them and that's really what we're going to pinpoint and once we kind of know what that is, it enables us to relate to them on a different level because it gives us insight into who they are and what they're about, right? Yeah, well, and, and it's great that you, you preface that because for years I've been exposed to many, many different profiles, many, many different types between Myers-Briggs and DISCs and RED and all of the different yep. ones that are available to you. Um, what I like about the stuff that we've been working on together is it doesn't put me in a specific box. Yep. I resist being put in a box. Yep. As a as you know, a transformational coach, I don't like labeling people, you're this way, therefore. Um, I find that that gives them either the excuse to not change their behavior patterns or you know, it all actually offers, offers them the opportunity to cop out, well, I'm this way and I can't yep. change. That's not true. That's not what profiling is for yep. and that's not what it's about. That's the wrong way to use profiling. This gives us access to certain ways that we behave and patterns that we think about, and, and it gives us access to what might be our gaps, what might be ways of acting that really work about us, and also what may maybe things that we can go to improve upon and go to work on. Yep. I mean, you're 100% there. I mean, even with your listeners right now, if we said just fold your arms, and I suggest people do it, right, you're going to find that you're going to fold it in a certain way which feels natural to you. In my case, I have my left arm over my right, and every time I'm asked to do that, I will actually fold my arms in that way. 
If I then say unfold them and refold them the other way so that you have the opposite hand on top, you can do it. It just feels a bit awkward, right? So it's the same with the kind of profile test. And we're not trying to say that you can only do what your profile is. It's what you seem most familiar with. What is your habit around it? And that's the behavior that you're really looking at. And then we're kind of saying, okay, well, these behaviors are what we're going to call a star profile. And once we know that, then we can actually align action, decision-making with that profile and understand where their strengths are, what they perhaps need to work on, but more importantly in the team dynamics, how do we actually bring those together so they actually complement each other? or create a stability, a balance in the team so that we can actually get where we want to get to. Like you mentioned at the beginning, if we have too many of one profile, the challenge is, is that that could dominate it. And then we, we've got gaps there which we're not, not fulfilling yeah. on. So the more we know about each other, the more we can find out uh, how to keep us in that fulfillment and, and stable space. And that's what I think we're really wanting. Yes, I agree. And yeah. and being able to create that opportunity for people to fit together like a puzzle piece. Yeah, you know? and you know, and that's what really builds healthy businesses is to continue to build those profiles and to build the strengths of the community that is going to create the organization. I mean, again, hundred percent. And if we just take a look at current society, something has to change. Yeah. The way in which people chose their careers, the way in which people just carried on doing the same thing every day. I mean, that was my dad. You know, he did the same job every day for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. He got the golden handshake, the gold watch, and then he kind of resigned. I mean, his sense of fulfillment wasn't taken into account. His sense of loyalty actually wasn't taken into account either. It's just there was nothing there for him than just doing the same job every time. And somehow this this ladder that he that he ascended on, right? But today, that's not the case. We yeah. actually know deep inside of us, something needs to change. And we're seeing it around us. You know, by the age of 34, most people have had between 16 and 18 different jobs because we're not satisfied with just one thing. Yeah. So that's what really has to change. And the more we know about ourselves and our profiles, the more we actually can, I don't want to say, we can fit into the right kind of roles in the world around us, in the job market, or whether as an entrepreneur, so that we are less likely to feel dissatisfied or be doing things that aren't fulfilling us in whatever way that is. And I think that, for me, is what the real benefit of understanding our profile types. It just moves us into that that more value-based uh, work, which is what we're really kind of like, I don't want to say born to do, but in some way it actually feels that. I mean, yeah. when I'm in my flow, when I'm doing the things according to my profile, I kind of feel this is what I was born to do. And that yes. that just lights me up. And then working is easy. Putting in those hard hours is easy. It, it's as a sense of fulfillment, which is incredibly satisfying. Yes. For, the same for me. You know, when I'm doing what I was born to do, um, and I'm in my in I'm in that flow, and I'm creative, yep. and I'm I'm able to think of new things, and and then I'm able to be with my clients in a way that maybe other coaches or people that don't have the same kind of traits and characteristics wouldn't be necessarily. I'm you know driven by making a difference. Yep. My whole what I want to do and and what I want to be and. I just want to make a difference with my with my clients and with people who want to work with me, and that's kind of the bot like the, that's the foundation, yep. right? But I also want to attract a team of people that have a vision for making a difference. But I can't have all these visionaries trying to make the difference and nobody helping to implement some of the systems and structures that keep the company running, so that my clients can actually get the work done. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. And and so I noticed that. Often I do attract other personality profiles that are similar to mine, but I also notice we don't work that well together. It's like we all have all these great ideas, and then the great ideas don't go necessarily where they need to go. So we can't get lift off. And there's a couple of um, 
programs that I've got and I want to get off the ground and I notice that where I'm stuck in the company is like there's too many of the same personality working on that thing. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, too many people who fulfill that role naturally that exactly. now you're missing the balance in We're the rest of your team. missing the right? rest in the team. So yeah. when you and I talked about that, it's like, okay, we've, we're going to attract people or hire people into the company that have those characteristics that can now take this vision and actually move it forward. Um, in, and in those couple of areas that were not getting the lift off that I wanted. And so that's how this works in your own teams. I want you to think about your own company as you're listening to the podcast and think, okay, if I am a certain way, what's the complementary skill sets that I need to bring into my company that are going to actually have us be more powerful and have us really fulfill on the vision that we have? So maybe you're not a visionary leader. Maybe you're a strategic leader. So a strategic leader may not necessarily, you know, know how to get people aligned with a vision. So engineers, for instance, um, certain type of job role that they have, they often become heads of companies because they're very good at doing engineering. They're very left brain type people. They're very focused on that engineering work. They like to do things. And the better they become at that, they find themselves climbing that corporate ladder or being put into positions Correct, where you're a great engineer. Now I'm going to put you in charge of 150 people. Go. And they will come to us for coaching because they don't know how to actually lead people to get the best results or to get the work that they're used to doing themselves through other people. How does having that personality profiling, how does that impact that type of person? Not only for their own insights, but also for the team around them and doing that. What, what makes it, what, what does it make available? Well, I think at this point, I mean, there's two really important distinctions to make around this. One is understanding who you are and how you fit into the role that you're fulfilling in the company. Right, um, you know, in the past we often chose people more on their skill sets and their competencies as the leader or perhaps the the boss in your company. You have a sense of what you're needing, and you're hiring people who you believe can produce that result or in in that skill set. And what we miss there is sometimes someone can be good at something but still hate doing it. So we've got to move away from just trying to uh, test and employ on skills. You know, there's no point in having someone who's highly skilled but just not motivated, not enthusiastic, and just hates doing what they're doing. doesn't even matter if they're the best in the world at it. We want to find someone who fits that role, who actually feels inspired to get up and doing that, and then they're competent in it. Then we're absolutely in alignment and creating uh, huge forward growth in that. When it comes down to who you know you, who you are, and you have an insight into who the rest of the team are around you, you have a better way of communicating with them that will enable you to actually convey what you're really meaning in your communication. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just what we're saying, it's not the words, but there's something and, and, you know, underlying. And, and I'm not even saying it's hidden. It's just if we know more about each other, we'll have a better ability to adapt or to translate what we're saying so it fits into their paradigm. And like you mentioned right at the beginning, you know, there are certain people that are so much stronger in strategy, big big picture thinking, and there are some who are much better one-on-one -on -one and you know, engaging at that level. So to expect someone who is more on the one-on-one -on -one engaging on the, on the ground level mm -hmm. of the company to suddenly come up with a new product or a new design will totally stress them out. Yes. You know, and, and it's just knowing that enables us, again, I'm not going to say it shifts our expectations of them. It creates just a different understanding and what actually I would expect then, and certainly you know, with the clients that we're working with, we're wanting them to adapt the roles in the company so that it fits more with who is actually in your team. Right. And if you're then strategic in positioning the people in the right place, in the team, 
then everyone is kind of doing what is naturally in their flow and suddenly there's a whole different synergy that comes alive and that's really I do believe what everyone is looking for we're all yeah. looking for those those moments where the connection is there when when actually that's what synergy is right we're producing something more than just the sum of our individual talents and skill sets coming together I mean that's just incredibly incredibly fulfilling no matter who you are no matter what skill set or career you're in yes. and that for me is what what really I think contrast con, uh, consulting or contrast coaching is really going through both of those is how do we create that in a team yes. and that's your role you know you're bringing people together giving them that insight and giving them the skills to actually make a difference so that not only can they take their company to a different level but we're to unlocking a human potential which is far more exciting than just you know the bottom line is increasing we're getting more profit oh that's great your shareholders are all happy you know there's a sense of fulfillment here which is totally in your flow yeah. you know you mentioned about a star and I know that right now you want to talk I can see you want to talk because I know stars also like to you know get all excited and share but that is you you know you want to create the impact yes. you know you want to and it's not just one and one this is like with a whole lot of different people so I fully get your vision of where you want to go how excited you are and creating a team that can support you and then of course I was can understand some of those frustrations that you're finding when you're attracting these people with the same vision as you you're all excited and it's like okay well who's going to actually do the work and that's not that you can't do the work it's just you needing different people to support that's you right. and this team in really getting those results that you're that you just know are there well and, and you said something really critical because what we do with our clients is help them create a purpose-driven organization yeah and one of the fundamental principles of creating that purpose-driven organization is understanding what is the person's purpose. Yep. And if they don't find their purpose inside the vision of the company, they're not going to stay very long. So you're going to end up wasting a lot yep. of time, money, resources, spinning wheels, not getting the results you want if you don't actually do this upfront work of creating that team, building what is that other individual's purpose? What are and do they align with the vision of the company? So one, you got to know your vision of your company and where you're going as the leader. Then two, if you're creating a purpose-driven organization, you want to bring people in that are complementary but can find their purpose yep. inside your vision. Yep. Yep. And how you get there is to have access and knowledge. The more access to, and knowledge that you have to what drives the other, what drives your teammates, what drives your, your members. And a lot of our clients come to us, and we, we've been working together now with our clients, you and I, in coaching them on how to build powerful teams because we also work with entrepreneurs. Yep. So I think you've hit on so many relevant touch points in this entire thing, and there's we could spend a lot of time talking about yeah, so many different sure. elements and aspects of it. What, um, for you and your personality profile, what do you look for in terms of partners for your company? Because, you know, we've obviously got some work we're doing together, but you have a particular style about you and, a per and your profile. What do you look for? What What is a good fit for you? So that's a great question. And it is one which, when I really understood that, it transformed both my business and my sense of fulfillment in life. Uh, and you know, when we know our profile types and we know what positions people should be playing in, it also allows us to know who we should be looking for in their profile that would be a good complement to, to their teams. And in my case, the, the, the kind of role that I'm looking for is very much around you know, systems development, strategic systems, figuring out how to replicate, to automate, and to create that kind of system that really elevates the company to a whole new level. Mm -hmm. 
And what I'm needing in that then is to associate myself with stars like yourself or other people in that dynamic of the team that can really shine the light on those kinds of systems, that can shine the light and share it with the world out there. I mean, as you said, you're a star. You want to attract those people who are actually looking for something different in their lives. You, want to, you do attract people who want the transformation, who are clear that this is where they want to go and they're just needing someone to help them to get there. That potential needs to be unlocked. Yes. And I'm the kind of person that says, I know how to do that. I've got the background to do it. I mean, I was a preschool teacher, so I know how to take complex things, business concepts, but bring it down to that level. But I'm needing other people in my team, like yourself and the other team members around us, just to complement that because that's what they do. And when you do that, I'm able to to support you in that back end to do the yeah. different things that I'm needing to do. And because I know that, I can be so much more strategic in not wasting my time in dealing with people who actually are misaligned with what we're really uh, wanting to create. Yeah, it's it's so awesome. And for me, I find when I work more with people like you, who com- you're a complete complement to my... Yep. You know my profile. I I just gravitate towards. I always want to pick up the phone and yep. chat. And you know I've got this issue or I've got this problem. So it just it helps me as a leader to know I've got somebody that thinks differently than I do, and I can bounce something off them and hear it back. Mm. And that hearing it back makes such a huge impact for me because that's how my brain works. That's how I function. And I, I really appreciate and value that. And I, you know, when you're building your teams, as you're listening to this, it's who are those people that you want to surround yourself with that aren't going to yes, yes you and never fulfill on the commitments that they make? You're looking for people who are going to, you know, you've got an idea and you want to throw it at them and they're going to say to you, that's a bad idea. I don't think we should implement that. Or I think I love that idea. Now let's look at the strategy behind that. Let's let's slow it down a couple of bit or let's reverse engineer the process here. And that's what having a complementary team really allows access to is really to create and get those ideas move through results. And I'm actually going to add into this conversation at the moment because we haven't quite brought it up, but you know, we all know that opposites attract, but also there's a lot of conflict in yes. opposites, right? And if there's one thing that I know about teams who aren't aware of who they are and who each other is, is that conflict can actually become a destructive Negative. process. But once you have insight into who you are and who the other person is and what their strengths are and what their roles are, suddenly it actually becomes complementary. I mean, I recall working with a company where the the leader of the company was an incredibly creative person. He saw the big picture and he was quick to spend money. But one of his employees was the opposite profile and actually was always thinking of what could go wrong and how much money was being spent. And they were in conflict, in constant conflict. You know, the one was continuously blaming the other that, you know, you're moving too fast, but you're holding us back. But the moment both of them understood their profiles, they realized that they both were incredibly value valued in that relationship that if the if the the owner kept spending and kept thinking big nothing would get done and they would lose money but if they just focused on you know the other one who was saying don't expand don't grow just we've got to you know consolidate and restrict they wouldn't grow either but suddenly with them both realizing that they were valuable Mm -hmm. they could both hear each other and then take that into a conscious you know team dynamic and that was just so exciting and you know the, the one came to me afterwards and said you know that for 25 years 
you know, she'd always felt that she was the negative one because everyone would say, you know, you're pulling us back. She said once she realized that this is what the role she plays, not that she's pulling back, but she is the one who's making sure that compliance is done, that everything is checked because the safety is important, all those things, she realized actually that she was home, that that is who she is, and that's the value that she adds. Yes. It's not she's holding back, it's her holding back that has saved that company millions yeah. because she was, con you know, she was actually looking for those kinds of things. Yeah. And then suddenly the, 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 the owner is not now blaming her or frustrated with her. He actually says, I need this because I need you to look after that side of the company. Yeah, I rely and, on you And suddenly, that. you know, the conflict was no longer there, even though they didn't change how they were relating in the sense of, you know, the frustration might still be there, but they understood the value that each part yeah. of them play in the team. And I think you've hit on something really um, fundamental is that value, that inherent value. Because let's face it, we're moving into an era where you're going to have 75% of the workforce in North America will be millennials. Yep. And millennials are a different... Their values are fundamentally at the core very similar, they, but they're, they sound more like much more purpose-driven. They want to know that they've, the roles they're in, the job they do makes a difference. It makes an impact for the majority, for a lot of, I'm, not, I'm saying broad sweeping yep. generalizations, but there are a lot of people who they've changed jobs frequently because they just don't feel valued. Yep. They don't feel gotten or understood by their bosses or their yep. managers, so they, they just opt out. And the expense of having people continually opting out after nine months, they yep. used to say that the lifespan of people in a role was 13 to 24 months. It's now come to nine to 11 months, so it's shrinking. So that shrinking of people being in one role because they, and then they leave because they don't feel valued could be changed and shifted with just working with, your with the dynamics of that and really coaching them on how they fit together as a team to understand the value that each of them brings together as not only leaders, but teammates and members. So I think it also could really impact that turnover rate and really help companies who have a high attrition and a high turnover rate resolve those issues really quite rapidly, to be quite honest with you. And I think, again, you're right there, Christine, that you know traditionally this concept of team building was let's go away together you know, as a group and you know, spend crazy. a lot of money on that and we do these exercises together. But like you mentioned, it's actually when we bring a, a different kind of understanding in who we are into the team, that consistency, which is what you provide for your clients, that kind of outside coaching which comes in to facilitate that dynamic and ensuring that this, that this group is fitting well together, that just takes everything to a new level and creates that sense of cohesion in the team, which actually will last a lot longer than just the nine months. Exactly. I mean, we, we are beginning to realize the cost of that high attrition rate of our employees. It's costing companies millions. The amount of training, you know, no longer what you study or what you know is important. We just want to know that the people who are coming into our companies are trainable, that we can actually work with them because we're going to train them in our systems. Mm -hmm. If someone leaves after nine months, that's incredibly expensive. Mm -hmm. We want to know that they're going to stay there, not because they're forced to stay there because of benefits or extra high increased salary, but something inside of them says, I belong here. Yeah. This is the culture which we're creating in our, you know, in our companies. And before, it used to be that only kind of special leaders could create actually that culture. Nowadays, with these kind of insights that we're using with our tools mm -hmm. and tests, we actually know how to do that in a, in a fraction of that time to such a degree that these people, the millennials, are staying for so much longer. Actually, value that because we know how to. I don't want to again say we're you know we're we're, we're 
uh, accelerating their integration into the company, we're making them feel that they're part of that company, exactly. that we value them. And it's not that we're really changing anything, but just in our understanding of them. We're so much more strategic in that. And it's it, it's revolutionizing well, how, we are, how we're interacting. And you, you've hit on so many things. I mean, culture building it and really transforming the culture of a company is a big part of what we do at Contrast. It's a big part of the coaching. It's a big part because most of the time, people don't realize that the culture of the organization creates what's possible and limits what's possible. So it sets the precedence for the results. And if the culture is off, it's often because the people don't have that experience of feeling like they belong or they fit in or they see their vision, they see the vision and they don't know where to find that within themselves. But that doesn't apply to just large companies. Entrepreneurs who want to really be a, have a sustainable business really need to attend to the culture they create from the start of their company. So if the entrepreneur wants to be in business for a long period of time and not be a statistic, then they also need to attend to creating these dynamics and to having that healthy culture and being able to build that culture through using insights and information that not only coaching gives them, but access to this kind of profiling and understanding how their team works does develop the culture, I think. It's not... The, it doesn't just fit into the culture. It actually allows for the culture to arise and yep. to develop. And I think yep. that's really important because culture isn't one of those tangible things. It's like, well, here's the company culture. Yep. Here's it the branding book. Yeah, exactly. yeah, here's the branding book. Yeah. Here's the branding book. I know you want to value and contribute. Great. Come on in, right? It, it doesn't work that way. Culture is the dynamics between how people work, how people feel valued, if they see the vision of the company and if they see their own personal purpose inside of that vision. And then it also sets the, the parameters for what we do and what we don't do around here. So if you have a culture where, you know, uh, and a perfect example is, you know, we say we're an innovative company and we want to give flexible hours. Yet the minute people start working from home, uh, why aren't you at your desk? Where were you? You know, questions start to arise. So there's counterintuitive and counterproductive behaviors that are happening in what they say. Having access to their understanding of their dynamics and their profiling actually would eliminate some of that because maybe you don't want that culture of flex hours and you should stop saying that. Yep. Maybe what you want is people to work for a certain period of time at a certain amount and, and you're lying. Yep. <laughs> right? You're not really telling the truth. So, yep. and it uncovers those things. Yep. Right? I mean, so again, exactly that. I mean, knowing more about our employees or our partners even in our, in our businesses, not just those who are working for us, but more those who are working with us, which brings me on to the point of leadership styles. You know, in a traditional company, we kind of see that the leader is this, this visionary who's out there with the big picture and somehow has this way of just you know, commanding, like being the boss. And what we're really realizing is that there are lots of different leadership styles which are different from the traditional sense that actually enable those owners of the companies to actually lead from a different perspective. For example, I'm actually a, a systems leader. So although I had my school and it was required for me as the principal of the school to somehow lead from the front, I realized that I actually led through systems. I, I like to stay a bit more in the background, but have some way that everyone knew what was going on, but more through a systemic approach as opposed to someone like yourself who would actually be the, the face of the school, right. who would be there inspiring the teachers. That wasn't my leadership style. And the moment I stopped trying to be what your profile is, 
the moment I could go back into what my kind of flow was, and then the school would flourish from that. Otherwise, I'm trying to pretend to be doing things that is not my natural flow as such. Counterintuitive. Exactly, and that then becomes inauthentic, doesn't really work, people aren't inspired. So we, You're not inspired. Not, well, 100%, right? I mean, because that's not what I wanted. But again, the moment I understood what my profile type was, how I led, it enabled me to actually accelerate that and grow that. And that, again, makes the biggest difference. Well, and for me, and I'm calling one out on myself here, my personality profile, um, I know that I have big visions. I know I have, I, I want to create really powerful things for our clients. But I also know that if I don't have strong people with great organizational skills, for instance, with the ability to implement a system with me on that team, then none of those things that I want will actually get created. So, you know, some of it will because I'll implement myself yep. and I'll, I'll buckle down and I do have some savvy in that area, but the really big picture stuff will be struggle for me and it's not fun for me. I don't love, I don't do accounting. I don't want to do accounting. Yep. That should never be something that I do. So I outsource accounting to people who really love doing accounting. Mm. You know, even managing the calendar and the flights and, and booking the arrangements for, for our events. I can do all of those things. Yep. But if I'm doing those things, we're probably losing money yep. as a company. So you also have to know when you want to hire the, the skill sets that you need and how, to, how people, because some people really love those detailed organizational things. That's just not me. Yep. So it really helps me to impact the company that way. And I share that with my clients. And we use this kind of work with our clients. Uh, we help them to build their organizations and to get the results that they want. But mostly it's because it makes people happier. Yep. Like at the end of the day, people who are happy and see a vision, they stick around. They enjoy yep. their work. They feel fulfilled. They want to come to work. They, they either love doing what they're doing or they don't. And, you know, that's how you really create a successful business is having them see that vision, having them be inside it, but doing their part that fits and that they're really good at. So I really appreciate you. Yeah, Robin. Yeah, I, I actually do need to move on to the topic you've just shared. Yeah. You know, in your coaching and in my coaching, I mean, both of us have coaches. We've been coached for a long time. We really understand how important it is that the coach understands the client and the coach develops strategies that work for the client and, and don't give strategies that are actually taking them away from that sense of understanding and fulfillment. And I know yourself, you value that. So even though you have diverse clients, your strategies that you're developing with them are actually aligned with their profile so that they can achieve the success that they're looking for, which is going to be best for them. It's their quickest path to wealth and success. Yes. You're not just telling them what works for you or what you think is the universal golden rule to create a successful business. With your insights, you're adapting that specific strategy to each individual client that you have and to each team because that client could have different team members. And with your insight, you're actually adapting that to ensure the individual strategy is successful as opposed to just a generalized, this is how business functions. And that is what is going to, does differentiate you from a lot of the other coaches out there, the other companies, is just your insight into here's this, this client that you've got and how do you create with them 
and their team a strategy that is unique to them so that they can actually get that growth, that acceleration, which is, which is, is going to fit with them and make them feel this is what I'm paying for, this is what I'm excited about, and this will lead me to the results that I want. And that is because you're applying that. Yes, absolutely. I wouldn't do it any other way. And, yeah. and I appreciate you acknowledging that in our company because that is a differentiating factor. Um, really crafting how we create with our clients and how we honor the individuals that we work with and understand what makes them tick. It's not a one-stop shop, right? There's no one answer for any profile. There's no one way to do this. There's no one way to build teams. It's a dynamic and a diverse and broad area that you can work inside of. And I, I just really appreciate the work that we do together. Um, and I know that we'll be doing a lot more work together and how this will impact our clients. So to find Robin, you can go to meetrobinbooth.com. Meetrobinbooth.com. And you'll find Robin there. And, uh, or just come on to Contrast Coaching or Contrast Consulting. Either one of those websites work. And uh, you can also uh, find us, and then we will get you in touch with Robin, who can help you coach your teams to have a more powerful dynamic and have more powerful teams. Thanks again for listening to this podcast on creating great, results-oriented, purpose-driven teams. Have a wonderful rest of your week.